Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to today's podcast episode. You are listening to To Be Candid and I am your host Amber. So welcome back if you've been here before or welcome if you're brand new. Make sure you go ahead and leave a review of what you think of this episode because I had a little bit of a fun idea this week to try and do an episode all about like things I didn't realise as a kid or things I only just found out. I don't know if you'll remember but a while ago there was a meme going round about like I was today's years old when I realised dot 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 and I had a few kind of resonate with me and as well as just found some online that I was like what the heck do people not know that or do people really think that so just thought it'd be fun to share my own and then react to some other people's and let me know if you have any of your own because I remember it was just such a big trend and it was so fun so I just wanted to do something a little bit different for today. In terms of this week's life update, obviously last week I left you knowing that I was going home for Easter to visit family, etc, etc, which I did and it was blooming lovely. It was so, so nice just to be able to catch up with everyone. Obviously now in the UK we can meet up outdoors, either six people or two households I think it is. So we made good use of that in the sunshine, which was so lovely. And like I said last week, we hadn't seen anyone since Christmas, so it felt very overdue it was very strange but it was also just so nice to get out of London for a little bit have a little bit of a change of scenery and just get some of that sea air and of course I met puppy Archie who is my mum's new puppy I am very sad that she waited till I moved out to get a puppy but I will forgive her because he's so freaking cute he's a border terrier and he's still like a bit nippy in the sense like he's still got puppy teeth and stuff he's definitely still a puppy I think he's like 14 weeks old maybe but he's so damn precious and when he chills out and gets over his little crazy phases he's so sweet so really really enjoyed meeting him and he was even cuter in person. Another person I met whilst oh sorry I'm sat next to a plant so if you hear rustling it's because I've knocked into it probably a bad idea. Um, Another person I met was my sister's boyfriend which was very interesting they've been going out for six months now I think and I just was completely out of the loop because obviously I couldn't meet him so it was really nice to be able to meet him and just like put a name to the face and it was just a really really lovely time to see everyone. As much as it was a reset in terms of like getting out of London it also definitely made me realise how much I love London because I don't know whether it's just because obviously lockdown everything's closed and stuff but there's just so much to do in London compared to small seaside towns like Bournemouth which is where I'm from so as lovely as it was we were definitely excited to get home and get back into our own bed and it was just so nice to be able to do that little visit but then come back to a place that is just our own and a place as fun as Brixton and now that we live a little bit closer to home it was actually a really easy journey back which just made it all the more satisfying to be able to just like pop out of London for a little bit come back and it not be this huge ordeal so really had a lovely Easter which I hope you all did too I ate far too much chocolate and fudge because my dad got me fudge and I pretty much inhaled the whole bag so thanks very much dad but ate far too much chocolate but you're allowed it's Easter ate a lot of good food and now we're back on the grind I've had my first week back at work which has been pretty chill actually and oh I didn't even tell you it snowed this week on Monday not sure if it snowed where you are but 
it snowed here. It was kind of crazy, especially because the week prior I had been in a bikini sunbathing in like 25, 23 degree heat or something. And then me and Christian walked to the post office. It snowed. I had full on snowflakes stuck to my eyelashes like it was a whole thing. So, so strange. But other than that, it's been a pretty good week and it's super sunny today, which I'm really thankful for. Hopefully it sticks around for the weekend and I hope you've got some fun stuff planned. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so I read these all out to Christian and he kind of debunked all of them. So he kind of took away my fun a little bit, but maybe you can relate to some of them or you get behind some of them. I don't think they're all true. So take everything I say with a, a pinch of salt, but some of them are really fun. So the first thing that I realised like quite recently, I want to say I was like 18 or something when I realised, is that the numbers on toasters aren't minutes. I thought it was like a microwave, like you just had one minute, two minute, three minute, four minute or whatever. And that was obviously the like degree of toastiness. But apparently people have timed it and they're not minutes, which I think is so confusing. Like why put numbers on there if it's not minutes? I don't know why I just assumed it was just to me always seemed the same, like a microwave and a toaster. They both have minutes. Apparently I was wrong. And the numbers are just like the levels of toastiness, I guess, which I'm always a bad at toasting anyway I get way too impatient and I eagerly like prematurely cancel it and like pop the toast up and it's never done I always have to put it back in so I don't actually know what level of toastiness I have I have mine quite brown but there's a little fact for you there I guess I just think it's quite funny because obviously they've done the work to put the numbers on there no one knows what they are and I don't even use them so that was a funny little thing I realised and then this next one I saw on Instagram recently, but I think I had thought about it before, but the fact that sand could be called sand because it's between the sea and the land, which I know isn't true because obviously there are deserts and things, in which case that like little saying or whatever doesn't make any sense because there's no sea in the desert, obviously, but it's just so satisfying. Like, I love logic like that. Like, it seems so simple and just so satisfying. And to me, it's always like, who came up with that? Like, did the person who came up with that word, who came up with the word sand, think about the sea and the land and was like, oh, let's call it sand? Or was that completely irrelevant? Another thing that gets me like that is the fact that a coach and a train are both forms of transport, but they're also, like, sporting terms. Like, you can have a coach... And you can go to the gym to train, but they're both modes of transport. And then transport has the word sport in it. So I really don't understand where the connection is there, but I'm sure there is one. I'm sure someone knows it somewhere of why a train is called a train and training is called training. And why a coach is called a coach and why coaching is called coaching. And why transport has sport in it. Is anyone else confused? Is anyone following this? I might be having a little bit of a, a midlife crisis here, but... There's got to be a connection there somewhere, surely. Oh, the next thing I realised, I loved this so much. I think I was in uni, or maybe sixth form when I realised this, but it's logos. So the Amazon logo, if you can picture it in your head now, it says like the black Amazon in the Amazon font, and then there's a little arrow or a smiley face underneath, whatever you prefer. I always thought... It was a smiley face and I was just like, oh, that's nice. Amazon are trying to be friendly. You know, when you get your box, it has the little like tick or like smile with a little cheek dent in it. And I was like, oh, friendly box. No, no, no. When you actually look at the logo, 
it's an arrow pointing from A in the Amazon to the Z in the Amazon. Like it's an arrow pointing from A to Z, which I thought was genius because it's like saying they sell everything from A to Z with an arrow, which can also be a smiley face. And I just found that super, super satisfying. And I thought it was a really great logo or marketing thing. I was just very appreciative of that moment. Oh, okay. The other thing that always got me was the fact that Noddy, so in the UK on CBBS, there was like this child, I don't know if it's still running, I don't think so, but this childhood TV show called Noddy. I always thought Noddy was a girl. I was wrong. Noddy is a boy. I remember finding this out at like 10. And it's one of those things that really doesn't matter because it's like a show. No one really talks about it. They just get on with their day and have their little fun trips out in the car and she sees or see I even said she he sees Teddy and stuff but when I found this out I was like actually shook it kind of rocked my world a little bit I think it's just one of these things where you believe something so strongly as a kid and you've never really questioned it and then all of a sudden you find out like it's not true or that you were wrong and then you start questioning everything I had one of those moments when I found this out because I just I don't know why I assumed it was a girl anyway I think maybe I was a girl and so I just assumed Noddy was a girl too. Either way, I was wrong. Apparently Noddy is a boy. So sorry if you didn't know that and I've just destroyed your world. But start questioning everything about your childhood because it's official. Noddy is a boy. Okay, so now we're getting into some that I found online, which was actually so much fun. Some of them were crazy. I think some of them were just a bit of a joke, but some of them were pretty legit. So I'm quite excited to read these out. The first of which is that the yellow box in a Kinder Egg is supposed to be the yolk of an egg. Now, this is one of those ones which I read and I was like, well, obviously, but then maybe not obviously, like maybe not everyone knows that. The thing that also gets me is if it's supposed to be the yolk of an egg, why is that it that kind of weird shade of yellow? And also, why isn't it round? You know, it's kind of an awkward shape. I get that it's because they can like fit more stuff in it for the toy. But it also kind of confuses me. Because if they wanted it to be a yoke, they could have made it really convincing. So I do understand where some of the confusion is coming from on that. But I think it's just, for me, it's just common sense. Like, it's a kinder egg. You have the brown shell and then there's something yellow in it. The yellow thing is going to be a yolk, right? Surely. Oh, the next one I, like, figured out or someone told me when I was, like, 14, I think, or something like that. That flow rider, like the rapper or the singer or whatever you want to call him, the, the artist is just Florida split into two words. Florida, as in like the place in the USA, the state, split into two words, Flowrider. Flowrider is from Florida, hence his name. And it's just one of those things that's so bloody simple, but also so satisfying, because it's like, oh, I never knew that. That makes so much sense. How clever. I love those things. It just gives me a little bit of joy in my day to be like, wow, that is smart and... I didn't realise it or I've just figured it out. Someone's just told me and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I read this one the other day. I'd never heard this before. That the division symbol, like in maths, is just a blank fraction with dots replacing the new... I can never say that word. The division symbol is just a blank fraction with the dots replacing the numerator and the denominator. This, again, rocked my world because I remember sitting in maths lessons back in Avonborn, back in Bournemouth when I was like 14 or whatever, thinking like, 
why is the division symbol like that? Like the other ones I could kind of get like a minus and then an add was just two minor symbols stuck together and then a times was just an add sign like twisted on its side. A slash was just like a, or what do you call it? It is a slash, isn't it? Forward slash. Yeah, a slash. It was just like a minor symbol diagonally and all the things like that. But I could never understand a division symbol because I was like, they, they could have done so much other stuff. Why have a line and two dots as a division symbol? But the fact that it's a freaking blank fraction makes so much sense. And I think I would have found division and fractions easier if I had known that. Because the division symbol at that point almost symbolises uh, symbolizes a fraction. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a prompt, like a reminder, like, to do this task or this maths problem, you're probably going to end up with a fraction as your answer. I was mind blown. I had no idea. Do other people know this? Is this common knowledge? Are people sat there in maths class, like, shaking their head at me right now because everyone knows it and I just never did? Maybe. But why was I never told this? <sighs> Would have saved me a lot of headache, I think. Oh, I also discovered this like yesterday when I was finding these. The first episode of a series or a uh, season is called a pilot because it's the first time they air. Do you get it? Like when a show airs on TV, the pilot is the first one. Genius. Again, so simple, so freaking satisfying, but something I just never knew. And I think I have questioned it before to be like why is it a pilot but I just thought like maybe it's important or that's just a word they use you know you just some things you just don't question but it's because they air it it's the first one to air so it's a pilot genius make oh I love that I find that so satisfying honestly oh this was another thing I just never questioned okay when someone says break a leg like when you're doing an audition or whatever it's because they hope you end up in the cast. I'm sorry, is that not the most satisfying thing ever? I'll say it again. When someone says, break a leg, it's because they hope you end up in the cast. Obviously, when you break your leg, you put your leg in a cast to heal it. But obviously, when you're in a show or auditioning for a show, you want to be part of the cast, you know, part of the lineup. The people who act in the show are called a cast. So they say, break a leg in the hope that you'll end up in the cast. Genius. So satisfying. And I think there are so many things like that where it's just a saying or a phrase or whatever that you say, but you don't really know what it means, but you know you're using it in the right terms. And it's just like common knowledge that that's a phrase and it's been widely accepted, but you don't actually know where it originates from or why or what it actually means. Because I've told people before to break a leg and I always thought it was a bit strange. But now I know what it means and that's so satisfying to me. Oh gosh, we're only like 10 minutes in and I'm getting a dead leg. Oh gosh, did I just not know anything before this podcast episode, honestly? Another one I just found out. If you replace the W in what, where, when, you get the answer. Okay, that, there, then. Again, so smart. Obviously not 100% foolproof because... It doesn't work with like the five W's and you know there's like who and why and that would be like thou and thy and I know thy is a word but I don't think you can answer why with a thy but 
so satisfying again did the people like who created those words who were the people who created what were when and did they also create that there then and did they know that they answered each other and that they sounded the same and had like pretty much the same spelling but just switch out the t and the w like was that thought of or was that a happy coincidence because that seems like a very happy coincidence if that was just an accident like what the heck Another one I love, I have seen this before outside a restaurant. Stressed is just desserts spelled backwards. This makes my heart so happy because obviously not only is it great advertising, but it's just like they they have a slight relation. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm stressed, I have a dessert and then I'll feel better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I love the when like obviously there are only so many letters so obviously you're going to have some words that in reverse spell another word and it's like, oh, interesting, but some of them are pretty pointless and have no relation whatsoever. But stressed is just desserts spelled backwards, just makes my problem seem so much simpler. And it's like, why am I getting stressed when it's just desserts spelled backwards? You know, does that not make you feel a little lighter? I think so. I find it very satisfying again. Oh, one I found out the other day. Woody's last name, so Woody from Toy Story, his last name is Pride. And again, this is the same kind of situation as the Noddy thing. I did not realise this. I did not realise Woody had a last name. And it kind of shook my world. Also, why do some characters have to have a last name? Like, if Woody... If I can watch four... Is there four? Or five? I don't really know. If I can watch four Toy Story films and not have to know what Woody's last name is, why even give him one? You know, because it just, it hurt my soul a little bit to find it out and be like, the character that I always knew and loved, Woody, is different from who I thought he was because his freaking last name is Pride. Who decided that? I haven't fact-checked that, you know, but I think it's right. If someone's lying to me and his name's actually just Woody, I'm going through this whole downward spiral for nothing. But really strange. Felt very uncomfortable finding that out. Okay, we're getting into a bit of a films and tv segment here but another one that i found out is that fez from that 70s show which side note is a great show if you haven't already seen it but fez stands for foreign exchange student again i haven't fact checked this but i always thought his name was just fez but i think it's a nickname and it's an acronym short for foreign exchange student which honestly i don't know how i feel about it i feel a little torn it's kind of satisfying because it just fits like really well and obviously everyone just assumes his name is Fez but also I feel a little bit like I've been lied to because I thought his name was Fez and it isn't hmm let me know your thoughts on that one on the other hand this next one is the most satisfying thing ever so if you're a fan of Monsters Inc like me I'm a, a Disney and Pixar gal through and through obviously you'll know the scene where um, a monster comes back out of the door from Monsters Inc and he's got a sock on his back and everyone freaks out people come out in hazmat suits the whole corporation gets shut down and everyone's shouting it's a 2319 we've got a 2319 I always thought that that was just some like generic code like some random numbers picked out of the air to be like that's what we'll say in this scene and everyone's just gonna have to deal with it you know I didn't know there was any meaning behind it 
but there is, which makes it so satisfying. So 2319 stands for WS because W is the 23rd letter in the alphabet. S is the 19th letter in the alphabet. So 2319 means WS, which means white sock, which is on the monster's back, which is why they freak out. White sock, WS, W3, 2319. Why are they so smart? This is why I love Pixar films so much, because you can watch them over and over again as you get older. And as you get older, you realise more like jokes or like hidden, what are they called? Easter eggs and stuff in the films that you just never would have realised before. And that just made me so happy to realise like there is a reason for that code. Oh, so good. Okay, another saying, which I have said before, kind of cheesy. But when you say, like, be there or be square, I always thought people just said that because it rhymed. Kind of corny, but it rhymed. You know, it was fun to say, like, see you later, alligator. Be there or be square. Someone I saw wrote online that it's be there or be square because if you're square, you're not around. Like, if you're not there, you're not around. And if you're not around, you're a square. Who came up with that? That's so clever. I love it. I just love it. Okay, so the last one I'm going to leave you with is one me and Christian found out together yesterday and both looked at each other like, did we not go to school? Are we idiots? Because there was a picture of the Union Jack online, which is obviously the UK flag, blue, red, white, you all know it. And that next to it, there were three other flags. There was the England flag, the Scottish flag, and the Northern Ireland flag. I just burped. That was really gross. Sorry. But the Union Jack is just a combination of the other three flags. Why had I never thought of that before? Why did I think someone just came up and created the Union Jack as like its own separate flag, its own entity, when really it's just the three flags merged into one to make the Union Jack. Now we googled this obviously because Wales wasn't included and if you've seen the Welsh flag it's pretty intimidating. It's got like a big red dragon on it. It'd be very hard to incorporate into the Union Jack but Wales joined the UK like a lot later so I think they came up with the Union Jack for England, Scotland and Northern Ireland before Wales were involved. I'm talking way too fast. I need to have a drink break. But yeah, so we just saw that and we were like, how the heck had we A, not thought of it ourselves, but B, no one told us. And then it's just that thing again, like, you just accept that the Union Jack is the Union Jack and no one ever asks why. It's like I saw, oh, this is going to mess me up, which why I didn't include it, but it's just playing on my mind. Is the fact that someone said that I'll do today, for example. We all think today, or the day I'm having, is Friday. We just assume Friday is Friday. But by assuming today is Friday, like with everyone else, we're just assuming that for the whole length of time that people have been alive or have had days, people have kept track. You know, like today could actually be Sunday. Someone could have skipped today. But then everyone just agrees that it's Friday, but no one actually knows. You know, how mad is that? It's so confusing to me. What the hell? Ugh. Okay, wow, I just whizzed through those super quickly, but 
I was thinking about googling some more just to kind of keep the episode going but I think I'm just gonna wrap it up here maybe this week will just be a short one and I'll make up make it make it up for you next week because I honestly shook from some of those I think I need the weekend to recover but also I just don't really want to try and squeeze some more minutes in there if they don't need to be there so hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode something a little bit different something a little bit fun I'll make sure I prep a good one for you next week but thanks for coming back as always I really appreciate it and you can go ahead and follow us on our Instagram page at to be candid podcast if you want to see some behind the scenes and also just like get ahead of what episodes are coming up be involved in some future episodes potentially very exciting stuff but yeah thank you so much for being here I will be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode so hopefully speak to you soon bye